Hey, what's up? It's Kiara. <sighs> no. <laughs> Are we live? Is this working? Is this thing on? It's Kiara, and thank you for joining me on another episode of For Realness Sake. Yes, I cannot believe it. I'm on episode number three. Whew, it's a lot of pressure, okay? But I got this. So before I get started, I just want to say thank you again to everyone who reached out, who listened, who sent me positive messages and laugh emojis and you know, saying how proud you were of me. I really appreciate that, y'all. It took me a long time to get to this place in my life where I'm confident enough to share my thoughts with other people and even to put something like this so big, a dream of mine, on the line. So I really appreciate everyone who was able to listen. Please continue to like, support, comment, rate, and subscribe to my podcast, to my Instagram, go on my website where I'll have updates and things like that. Thank you so much. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Now, like I said, this is episode three and we go get into some things. It's just me today. I want to alternate between having someone else on my show and just having me by myself so y'all can get to know me a little bit more. And so today we're going to talk about something that I'm excited and nervous to talk about. (laughs) But before we get into that, I want to tell y'all or introduce y'all to a new segment called Girl Tell Me Why. Now, y'all know when you're talking to your homegirls and your friends on the phone and you got something to say, she answered the phone and you're like, girl, tell me why or tell me why or you got me on speakerphone or call me when you get home. And usually, you know, it could be something, some sort of juicy tea that you have to tell or it can be something, you know, a story about how somebody tried you. In my case, it seems like every time I have a girl tell me why, it's because somebody tried me. Like, I don't have juicy tea, y'all. Like, I only have the the trying times. <laughs> I don't know why, but I do. So, I'm going to introduce this to y'all. And I think I'm going to have a lot of these just because it seems like I cannot get right. Like, people always try me. Maybe it's because I look innocent. I don't know. You know, people say I look young. <laughs> So maybe that's why, but yeah, so girl, tell me why I tried to get my hair done two weeks ago and the girl stood me up. I I can't believe it. Even to this day, I'm still shocked right now. So I'm probably going to get mad, but I think y'all need to know this. So as you know, or you probably don't know, I was in Jacksonville for three years, which means that I had, you know, found somebody to do braids, sew-ins, and my natural hair. Like, I was good to go on all sides. So now that I moved back to Tampa, I haven't been here in almost nine years. So I got to start, you know, finding my people again. I need to find somebody to do my hair. So that takes a while. You got to build trust with the person. You just don't want everybody just in your head. So, right? 
Can y'all agree? All right, I feel like you said, mm-hmm, so I'm going to keep going. <laughs> so the girl that lives in Jacksonville that was doing my braids is from Tampa. So she comes down here every now and then to visit her family and things like that. So I wanted to get some braids done, right? So I messaged her on Instagram. was like, hey, girl, you know, when are you going to be in Tampa again? I want to get my hair done. And so she was like, oh, actually, I'm coming down in two weeks. Uh, you know, so we went over that whole thing. You know, I paid my $25 deposit and, you know, we were good to go. We set up the date and the time. Now, I'm a good client, y'all. Listen. I provide snacks, okay? I'm there on time. I'm joking. I'm laughing. Uh, I keep my head up, okay? I'm not yawning in your face. Like, I'm good. Like, I give a tip, okay? I'm the one you want on your team. I'm the one where you know, oh, yeah, when Kiara texts me or when she DM me, I know I'm about to get her money because she is going to be faithful and loyal to the cause of hair. And yes, ma'am, I am. Okay. So y'all already know I'm going with this. The girl said that she was going to be here at 7 a.m. Now she's coming from Jacksonville to Tampa. She's not just coming down just for me. Her family's here. She had already planned to visit with her family. So, you know, it, it wasn't just me. So I wasn't inconveniencing her in that way. She had already planned to come down here. Right. So the day of. You know, I get up, I wash my hair, and listen, side note, stylists have so many rules these days. It's like, you know, wash your hair, which is fine, blow dry it straight, you know, I want it straight, okay, blow dry it straight, you know, uh, no oil, no grease, bring a comb, bring the jam, bring, the, like, dog, like, what What do you do? Like, you're literally just doing the hair, huh? You, you want me to have everything else. That's fine. I lay it out for you. You know what I'm saying? I have dry scalp, so I didn't want to um, wash my hair the night before and, you know, let it flake up on me. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to wake up in the morning, 5 o'clock, wash my hair, blow dry it bone straight, and be ready to go for this girl, right? I even went and got a chair from Walmart, to sit in my living room because she was going to come and do it here. She got kids at her mom's house or whatever. So, she, you know, we had planned that out. She's going to come here, get her, get do my hair here. You know, I went and got a chair so she would feel more comfortable doing my hair in another environment. Like, listen, y'all, I, I like I said, I'm the one you want on your team. Okay? So, 7 o'clock rolls around. I'm sitting around. I got my four Sealy braids in. Y'all know how it go. You know. So she come, you know, she hasn't come at seven o'clock. And so I'm like, okay, I'll give her five minutes. You know, maybe she went to Chick-fil-A. The line can be kind of long sometimes. She on the way. 7.30 roll around. I'm like, okay. So at this point, I go back on her Instagram, just scrolling, making sure, you know, she ain't getting no car accident or nothing like that. Um, and then I, I come across her rules and one of her rules were, you know, your appointment is null and void after 30 minutes. You would have to pay another deposit and, you know, reschedule and all this kind of stuff. So I'm like, oh, well, surely, you know, she's 30 minutes late. I'm sure she has some sort of policy, you know, that she has for herself as well. Girl, no, she don't have nothing. It's only about the client being late and things like that. So I was like, all right, well, you know, maybe it takes a little time to get to my subdivision. You got to go through a lot of speed bumps. Maybe she's just being extra careful, taking her time. You know, she's going to be here any moment. 
Now, at this point, of course, I'm texting my friends, and you already know they're hyping me up. Uh-uh, girl, you need to cancel her. She's not going to do your hair. She's standing you up, friend, and all this and that. And, like, y'all, when your hair is not done, it's a humbling experience when you're sitting looking at yourself in the mirror with your four Sealy braids, right? It's a humbling experience. You're not thinking rationally at that time. All you're thinking is, I need to get my hair done. And I had a plan to get it done. So yeah, in hindsight, I probably could have canceled the girl a little bit sooner. But I needed my hair done, y'all. And I did not have a backup. So just bear with me. Don't judge me. All right. So uh, 7.45 roll around. I decided to go ahead and give her a little text. You know, like, hey, girl, just checking on you. Make sure everything is okay. You know, of course, no response. 8 o'clock rolls around, I go ahead and give her a call because at this point, I'm concerned and mad, you know. So, y'all already know she did not respond. She, I think it, like, went to voicemail. 8.30 rolls around, she sends me a text and says, you know, oh, I'm sorry. Can we please do this tomorrow? Tomorrow? Okay. Can we please do this tomorrow? Um, I got things going on and I'm not going to be able to do your hair. Right, because I'm sure, just like I did, you just hollered, okay? Exactly. This girl had me mad. I cannot believe she had the audacity to try me in this way. Like I said, I am loyal. I tip. I pay my deposit. I blow dry my hair, okay? I don't oil my scalp because that's what y'all said. The least you could do is give me the courtesy of being on time and doing your part, holding up your end of the transaction. So y'all, I got really upset and I just asked for my deposit back and I blocked her and I just said, you know what, that's it. I'm not fooling with nobody from Jacksonville doing hair or whatever anymore because that's it. Like all my years of loyalty just went down the drain. You know what I'm saying? Stylist, this is for you. I understand, sis, your hands work real hard and you slay all day. But if y'all go have all these rules for us clients to abide by, you should at least uphold your end of the bargain. That's all I'm saying. If y'all want us to be on time, then y'all need to be on time. If there's a penalty for us being late, then y'all need to have a penalty if you're late. Whether it's $5 off the style, you know, 10%, something, breakfast, I mean something. I think y'all need to start, you know, allowing yourselves to be put on too. put put yourself on blast. It's not it's not just about us, you know, being the the most professional for you. Y'all need to be the most professional for us, too. This is a transaction. You're getting something out of it. And we are, too. So please, y'all moving forward. Keep that in mind because I was pissed. Now, luckily, I was able to get my hair done by a girl right here in Tampa. Shout out to Lee Braze with the Z. Because she hooked it up in a short amount of time and she's pretty cheap. So I really appreciate that. But I was still mad at the fact that I had to go through all of this drama just to get my hair done. So y'all tell me if y'all have ever had that experience. Uh, Hit me up in my DMs or whatever and let me know because I know y'all was mad just like I was mad. So let me know. And I know y'all is probably laughing too. So I want to laugh as well, boo. Cause I'm not, I'm upset now. I'm about to shake the table right now. Like, whew, I already blocked her. So I'm not even going to go there. 
<laughs> Switching gears a little bit though, today's topic is one that I'm super excited about, as I always say, because it's about growth. You already know. I love talking about growth journeys. So I was watching uh, Black Girls Rock the other day, like I always do. I love Black Girls Rock. It's like one of my favorite shows that comes on BET because it always speaks about uh, and it's, it, empowering Black women. It always motivates me to do more. When I see them, I just get so excited, like, yes, my sisters, they on TV. And yeah, so... This year, they were honoring Angela Bassett, who I feel is amazing. She is classy and elegant, beautiful. Man, she I, I love Angela Bassett and all of her movies. And so I think she deserves whatever recognition they give her. I think this year they gave her like the Icon Award. So she was able to go up and, you know, talk about and give her thanks and things like that. But man, she had a word for me. So the first thing that I want to say is that the topic for today, as you know, is enough. That's the name of the game today, being enough. And the first thing that Angela Bassett said was, we all have a purpose, even if we are still undecided about what that is. Listen, I spent a lot of my life, I'm only 27, so I know Listen, I know I'm still young, but whatever. I spent a lot of my younger life not knowing what I wanted to do. I mean, I think that's pretty normal. But I went through, like, life almost like a robot, just kind of figuring it out. Um, Not really being passionate about anything, but knowing that what I was doing was not something that I really wanted to be doing, like being in the Navy. Y'all, to this day, I still don't know (laughs) how I was able to get through that because... Yeah, that was not that was not the original plan, but it worked out that way. So it's just it is what it is. But feeling undecided about life, feeling confused about what is next, that 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 is me. I can definitely speak on that. Um, I think that I'm always like a supportive friend, like I've always been more supportive of everyone. Um, I can think of like certain situations where maybe I wasn't as supportive as I should have been. And that was most likely because I wasn't happy with myself. A lot of times, like it's hard for you to pull, pull that happiness out when you know you got your own stuff going on. Like that's just being honest. Like nine times out of 10, I can pull it together and, and, you know, put my things on the back burner. But sometimes those things just get the best of me and like it's hard for me to work past it so I can think of a few occasions where I've been that way but for the most part I'm really supportive of my friends like with new businesses new babies new whatever like I'm here and sometimes it's easier to support others even when you can't see your own vision and and, you know and, and really support yourself we can see greatness in one another before we can see it in ourselves or even when we can't see it in ourselves. I think that's why sisterhood is, and brotherhood is so important because we need each other to lift each other up when we're feeling down. And I know that sounds cliche and I'm really not trying to sell you a story right now. I really just want you to understand like you, we need one another. We need each other in those times where you do feel less than or when you don't feel like you're enough or when you do feel like everything 
is just going wrong and nothing that you do seems to be clicking, those are the times where that sisterhood, that brotherhood is very important. I'm grateful to have people in my life that do support me. You know, my husband, he is my number one. Like that guy, I don't even know how he puts up with me because I'm like a catastrophizer. That's a word, right? Catastrophizer. Yeah, it's like I can make a mountain a mountain out of a molehill. Is that what they say? Like I can make something that maybe isn't super, super big into something really, really dramatic and huge for no reason it's my superpower (laughs) but I'm learning that it's not a good superpower so I'm working on that I'm in recovery for catastrophizing things okay so don't judge me but I mean as my support system I'm sure my husband I'm sure there were a few times where he was like okay girl like you really doing too much because he's a Taurus and he sees a lot of things in black and white but for me I see everything in gray everything's gray like it's not no you know this or that it's it's a maybe for me always and I think that kind of helps me you know being a social worker but it probably doesn't help me in my own life especially when it's time to make decisions about certain things but like I said I'm working on it so don't judge me but in those times where I did feel like, or even now when I do feel like what I'm doing is not good enough or how I feel is not the best feeling in the world, I have him to lean on and support me. Now, I wasn't always like that because sometimes like when I'm going through stuff or when I was going through stuff, I would project like the negative feelings that I had about myself onto him. (sighs) An example of that would be um so about what over like what 24 25 at the time but me and him you know we were long distance relationship for a while and then finally we were able to um be together and eventually get married but there was a time where you know we weren't married and we were living together and I was just really upset about you know how long it had took us to get to like the marriage part (laughs) So, I mean, obviously I'm black and, you know, it's really uncommon or not, I don't want to say uncommon because people do it all the time, but it's seen as like shacking up is what we call it in the, you know, the black community where they don't like for you to, you know, your family doesn't like for you to live with somebody if y'all not married, even though there's a lot of people that do it in the black community that aren't married, but it's kind of like frowned upon or not talked about if you do. So I'm like, okay, this guy, um, you know, he's moved with me in my apartment in Jacksonville and we're not married. Like I'm putting a lot of stuff on the line here. You know, I'm jeopardizing, you know, relationships and everything. Like my mama mad at me. Like who moms wouldn't be kind of like, you know, frustrated about that. I'm sure she, she just wanted the best for me, you know, but like, hey, I, I need you to get it together. So it was a lot of pressure on him to propose to me you know everywhere I turn people are getting married people are having babies you see it on lifetime you got four weddings and you know bridezilla and all these shows that are just capitalizing off marriage and here I am you know flicking through the channels just mad like oh when is it gonna be my turn you know and I put a lot of pressure on him I projected a lot of that on him but what it really was 
I know this now is that I wasn't feeling like I was doing enough for myself. Like I wasn't enough in, in my journey and where I was at that point, I felt stagnated in my growth, uh, with my education in my job, um, in my career, like as far as like moving up, I guess the same as job, but just like advancing in the military, I was kind of like at a standstill with that as well. And I just like, you know, I, I wanted something else. I just felt like I wasn't doing enough, but instead of addressing that with me, I put all my frustration and my anger on him. And like I said, he's a very black and white kind of person. So he was just, you know, just chill. Like you doing too much. It's going to happen. All the while he had the ring. He just, you know, didn't propose. He wanted to, I guess, get on my nerves. I don't know y'all. Y'all have to ask him why he waited so long, but you know, eventually it did happen. But when it did happen, you know, I, of course I was excited but even still with planning the wedding and getting the dress and it was always something that I felt like needed to happen. It wasn't the dress. It wasn't the flowers. It wasn't the ring. It wasn't, you know, the bridesmaids. It was me all along. Like even, even I have everything that I thought that I wanted and I'm still sitting here questioning myself. So I had to get to a point in my life where I felt like I could address what the elephant in the room was. It was the fact that I did not feel like I was enough. I didn't feel like I deserved pretty much anything. And, you know, I just just crawl in a corner and just die. So once I got to that realization, I was able to work through it. One way that I worked through it was creating a grateful journal to really, you know, identify the things that I was grateful for every day. Now, this wasn't some elaborate, you know, journal where I'm like, oh, I'm so grateful for everything in life. Sometimes it was very, very dry and basically like today I'm grateful that I didn't die. (laughs) I'm grateful that my iced coffee tastes good. Um, I'm grateful that I got to the store, even though I had zero gas in my car, you know, like very basic stuff sometimes because every day I wasn't feeling it. But every day I know I needed to at least acknowledge something positive that happened to me. I think that when you're not feeling enough for yourself or, you know, when you're really going through things, it is so easy to just go down that rabbit hole of just negativity. And in my opinion, it seems easier to be negative. Like, am I, am I crazy? Am I the only one who thinks that? Like, it is so easy for me to just be negative. I can think of 10 negative things right now before I can think of, you know, five positive things you know what I'm saying like for some reason I think it takes more energy to think of positive things that are happening and it's you know it's it's just natural so I needed to find a way to think of those positive things even if it was something so simple as you know having gas in the car but it worked and slowly but surely I was able to kind of come out of that funk and really enjoy and be present for what was happening so especially in a time like a wedding this was almost two years ago y'all but I feel you know free enough to talk about it now but you know it's not about it's it's not about any of that glamorous things that you know you see and it's like oh my gosh she looks so pretty and oh you know their dress and their tuxedos and everything the food it's really not about that it's about the relationship that number one you have with yourself and number one you know number two the relationship that you have with the person that you're marrying 
So it took me a while. I keep saying this because it's so true. Like it took me a while to get to a place in my life where I can say, okay, things are not perfect. No, I'm not 100% on, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing right now or or where I want to be. But I'm okay with who I am right now in this moment. I'm okay. I am enough. Matter of fact, I'm more than enough. Like my, my good sis Angela Bassett said, I'm more than enough. And I whatever it is, whatever I feel that I need to do, whatever I feel that I, you know, I, I don't need to do, um, wherever I want to be, I hold that power. You know, my success is in my own hands. I need to, you know, figure out what I'm not doing and to get to that point and do it. I think comparing yourself to other people it's not wise I I was a huge comparer of of people like I would say well what does this person have that I don't well how come you know this person they don't pray you know they don't tie they don't do whatever why are they being so blessed you know what what's wrong with me does God hate me you know does the universe hate me whatever no, it's me. It's my mind. My mind is not in the right spot. I, that's the reason why things aren't working out for me is because my mind isn't isn't right. And truthfully, if I'm being 100% honest, which I try to be, like I said, y'all, I was a catastrophizer. So things were never really that bad. It's just the way that I made it seem through my negative tainted uh, vision, you know, it just seemed that way. But looking back, like, I had it pretty good. You know, everything is fine. Everything always works out. And that's by the grace of God, you know, but it does. And so it was really about me changing my mindset and my perspective, using my grateful journal, you know, using, changing my negatives, my stinking thinking into positive thinking. And that's how I was able to redirect and reframe my mind and my life. And now I just feel like I'm in such a more positive place you know, and I wouldn't be anything without that support that I got from my friends and my family. So I'm grateful now for even this opportunity to even tell y'all this because, listen, there was a time in my life where I probably wouldn't be able to do it. So, yeah, I'm really happy for where I am now. And I know that was kind of a rant, but I felt that so strongly to share that with y'all because, I don't know. It's real. It's something I was really going through and I know I can't be the only one. So DM me, you know, email me KP at for realness sake. Uh, my, what's my Instagram for realness sake on Instagram and key era on Instagram. So yeah, just let me know if you're not following me, follow me. Um, and let's talk about it. Cause I know I can't be the only one. That's one of my favorite parts of doing this so far is the relatability. I always want to feel like someone is able to get something out of this. If not, what am I even doing? Why am I sitting in my house, in my office, talking to this microphone, my cat looking at me crazy, <laughs> like it has to be for a reason. So y'all let me know. Okay. And we can talk more about this and start reaching out to your sisterhood, the people who you hold near and dear. Let let them hold you accountable and you hold them accountable and that's how y'all grow. So keep doing that if you're doing it. And if not, figure out who that is because everyone's not supposed to be a part of what you're doing. Like I said previously, everyone is not 
in your circle for the right reasons. So start weeding those people out and focus on your core and start moving forward, girl. You are enough. You are more than enough. And I actually got it tattooed, the word enough tattooed on my wrist a couple years ago. Because of that, I needed a reminder of me being enough because I really thought that I wasn't. So I'm not just making this stuff up, y'all. I, I literally like have inked it on my body. So I think now I get it. Maybe I didn't even get it then. I probably didn't. I didn't know what I was doing. But I knew that I needed something to keep me on track when I started thinking negatively. I had a reminder right on my wrist to tell me that you are enough and you keep going. If you're in hell, I think Steve Harvey said this, if you're in hell, well, how would you stay in hell? Keep going. Get past that point in your life. So thank you, okay, for listening to another episode of For Realness Sake. Like I said, like, comment, subscribe, rate, and follow me um, on all platforms. And I really hope that you got something out of this. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. I am forever grateful to y'all. Please, please, please let me know how you feel about this episode. And until next time, bye.